Hello and welcome to the Book of Leaves podcast. My name is Cara and I am your host. Thank you for joining me for episode 7. I have released this one the same time as episode 6 because in episode 6 I talk about basic environmental and sustainable reasons as to eating more plant-based and less animal products. And in this episode, I talked to Dr. Eilish Brosnan, who has been vegan for 22 years. And she's from Ireland and... We chat about the basics of eating a plant-based diet, what to look for on your plate, how that affects her physical health in regards to all the marathons and Ironmans and everything that she runs. And we talk about the courses that she provides herself on people transitioning to a plant-based diet or just looking to do a course on improving their health, mental health, well-being and whatnot and really useful website that she has and as well we chat a little bit about raising vegan kids too so I just thought the two episodes would kind of link together nicely. Again the sound on this one is a little bit funny than my usual episodes because again this is recorded on Zoom. I wasn't in person with Ailish but hopefully it's not too bad and please don't forget to support the podcast by leaving a review or liking or subscribing and really 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 sharing the episode is a huge huge help if you can regram it reshare it on Facebook retweet it or just suggest it to a friend good old-fashioned word of mouth all of that would be greatly appreciated. All right, I guess before I leave you go into the episode, I just want to highlight the fact that Ireland recently got one step closer to banning fur farming, which is amazing. And that is all down to NARA, the National Animal Rights Association. Such amazing work that they've done. And of course, then Orti Investigates highlighted the horrible horrible practices of the greyhound industry the racing industry and if you haven't seen that and you're living in Ireland or you support and go to these games I would really suggest that you watch this and just educate yourself on what's happening and then you can make an educated decision on whether or not you want to still go to these things and even if you don't go it's just good to know what's happening so we can stand up and fight for these poor greyhounds that are being so horribly exploited but sorry to bring you on that little side note it's just a bit of current news that I just wanted to highlight now for anyone interested in veganism and getting to know a little bit about a lady who's been vegan for a very long time here is Ailish Bosman Dr Ailish Brosnan thank you so much for joining me today on your busy schedule in between the school run to talk a little bit about nutrition and all things diet and fitness. Thank you so much. No problem at all. Delighted to be part of your podcast. Basically, I remember seeing you at FedgeFest a few years ago and you've got a plethora of experience behind you in regards to nutrition and all things health and fitness and specifically, of course, on a plant-based diet. And 
in today's world, we're kind of learning more and more about the impact of uh, the meat industry and the animal animal agriculture industry um, and the impact that has on the world. So a lot of people might be looking to switch to a plant-based diet. And I thought you might be the perfect person. You are the perfect person to kind of help people kind of understand how they can go about that in a kind of healthy way. I don't know. I wouldn't know where to begin. I'm a bit of a junk food vegan myself. So have you got any advice or how would you start people off if they're going to try cut out meat and dairy from their diets? What do they need to do and what do they need to look out for? I suppose, first of all, I I would kind of, you know, get them to explore their why and and the reasons they want to do, because I think that's really important in terms of any behavior change is just understanding why you want to do it, because that will give you the internal motivation to keep going rather than just trying something for a week or two. So obviously, you know, with moving to a plant-based or vegan diet, you know, there's ethical reasons, there's, you know, the environmental reasons and the health reasons as well. So I get them to explore that and understand that in terms of, you know, really enhancing the reasons that they're, they're making that change. And then for me, what I found best, you know, I've tried different things. I've been vegan myself. Um, I think it's nearly 22 years now. Wow. And I think people transition for, for many of those years as well. And I really find that a gradual approach tends to work best. And I think it does across all behavior change. And, and that's an area that, I, that I've studied extensively. And so really, even just to start with fruit and veg, you know, increasing the amount of fruit and veg you eat. And it, it's, it's kind of what I call a crowding out technique. So you're filling yourself up with the good stuff and naturally kind of reducing the, the not so great stuff. So simple things like that. Um, I'm, I'm quite a visual person. So I use visuals a lot with people. I love um, the vegan plate by Brenda Davis and um, even the new Lancet report that has come out with their visual of a plate in terms of what we should be eating and um, is very similar. And really half your intake should be fruit and vegetables over the course of the day. And I think that's a big surprise to a lot of people um, when, when they look at that. Um, and again, that's across all the reasons, um, you know, in terms of benefits as well. Yeah, of course. Um, fruit and veg, people kind of overshadow them an awful lot. You know, they're known as like the, the non-tasty foods and which is quite sad, really, because they're, they're, go- they're probably the things that we need to season the least when we're eating. You know, we just can eat them as themselves a lot of the time. Um, in regards to like vitamins and nutrition, is there anything, what's like the kind of basics of a healthy plant-based diet where you're kind of getting all the right fats, all the right carbs and everything that you need? Again, I think it's, for me, it's, it's looking at the visual of the plate. So, you know, if you focus that way, because it's very hard for us to kind of you know, if you ask me today how much protein I've eaten so far, I really wouldn't, you know, know in terms of grams, you know, unless I was using chronometer or something and inputting everything I've eaten. So we don't really work like that. So for me, it's more trying to simplify it. So half your intake be fruit and veg, you know, about a quarter of it be protein and a quarter of it be whole grains. That's a very simple approach to start with for someone who, who's transitioning. Um, so again, you're looking at your healthy whole grains and you're looking at your plant-based source of protein. And there's so many of them, you know, from your tofu and your tempeh and all your beans, your peas, your lentils, and your nuts, your seeds, and even vegetables have some protein in them, smaller amounts for sure. But, you know, people are often surprised to learn that mushrooms and broccoli, you know, all contain some protein too. So once you're eating a variety of these types of foods, you're absolutely going to get your, your protein intake and all the vitamins and minerals that you would need if you're eating along those kind of guidelines. Um, the B12 is the only one that you, you know, I would definitely, definitely recommend supplementing with if you are um, fully vegan or fully plant-based and um, vitamin D obviously living 
in Ireland as we do, and you know, and we need that as well. Um, yeah. But really, from a vegan perspective, B12 would be the key thing. B12, you can get it in like most health food shops. They have like a liquid form, and I think there's even tablets you can get as well. Yeah, and it, w- w- would you recommend if someone was to kind of transition to plant based, would you recommend they go to their GP or their doctor and kind of like monitor like blood tests and everything, or should they kind of just rely on the feeling of their own body and knowing if they're feeling good or not? Um, I'd recommend more a, a dietitian or a nutritional therapist who's supportive of a plant-based diet more than perhaps a, a doctor because they have very little nutrition training. Um, but if they, they do want to go just to get their, their biomarkers, their you know their cholesterol and, and so on at the beginning and see the changes, that's always interesting to do. And I've had many people on my online programs who their cholesterols have come way down once they transitioned um, and obviously weight and all the other um, markers as well. But yeah, it's, it's always interesting and it's always kind of rewarding to see those objective numbers um, and see how they change but in terms of you know um making sure that you're getting enough nutrients you're getting enough vitamins you're getting enough minerals you know once you're eating a, a varied whole food plant-based diet you really can't go wrong you know eating along those guidelines you know fruit and veg are just so full of nutrients they're full of fiber they're full of antioxidants all the good stuff that we need um, for you know our bodies to function and function well and then you know your, your protein and your, your um, whole grain car- carbohydrates as well you know, you, you really can't go wrong. And, and the more you clean up your diet as well, I find the more you become um, fine-tuned and, and, and know, like I'll start creating beetroot or spinach or, you know, all kinds of weird things yeah. because my body knows what it needs. So I think the cleaner your diet is, the more sensitive your body is to, to its requirements as well. Uh, I know you work a lot in kind of the mental health side of things as well and spiritual health as well. Have you found eating a plant-based diet for as long as you have like how did that change your psyche or your mentality as such i think definitely um from an energetic level and on and, you know on a practical level my energy is really really high but it definitely has helped me i think probably hard hard to describe but it's definitely given me more clarity i think when you eat well you're well nourished you're, you're clear you're aligned i mean i do meditate and i do um, have a spiritual practice so that you know I think all the things coming together for that holistic approach really works for me and it works for a lot of the clients that I that I work with as well so like you say you know mindset would be the cornerstone of everything I would do with anyone no matter whether it was transitioning to a vegan diet or weight loss or you know wanting to you know for optimal fitness and, and compete and um, mindset would be at the foundation of, of all of that that's fab in regards to i know you do a lot of uh you run a lot of marathons you're really involved in fitness and you obviously have an like loads of energy for this and you're fueled off a plant-based diet how do you find when you're working out and when you're training or about to do a marathon like what's your what's your diet kind of like at that time and what kind of practices do you have to get you through those big races it's really interesting actually because it's, it's a lot simpler than people think and it's and it's interesting the way you ask the question as well my diet doesn't change you know because i'm well nourished the whole time through all my training i need to be well nourished to do my training and to recover from my training so it doesn't change in the week or weeks leading up to an event it's always you know high nutrient density diet and what i find is that it's really my recovery is really quick and because i'm eating lots of antioxidants that reduce inflammation there's many benefits you know to athletic performance and for having a plant-based diet so it really benefits my training and helps me recover quicker so i can get back out and do another hard session the next day and 
that that's one of the key benefits. But in terms of, you know, I did an Ironman triathlon a couple of years ago. And what I find is when you're really well nourished, you don't need um, the amount of calories that people often feel they need to replace when they're, when they're doing that kind of intense exercise. So for example, in my Ironman, if you calculated the amount of calories I should have expended during that um, really intense long duration event, it would have been about 13,000 calories. And when I calculated what I actually consumed, because it was all high nutrient dense, you know, vegan food, I, I consumed about two and a half thousand calories and, and finished really, really strong. It's about the quality of the calories um, and, and plant-based um, food is just so high in nutrient density that you don't need it as much as what I find. But in terms of, you know, um, fueling, I, I, I would, um, smoothies I would use a lot before and after exercise because they're quite easy to digest. And, you know, it's really important after you finish an exercise session to replenish, you know, within about a 30 minute window after. So, you know, smoothies come in very handy then as well. So lots of other little things, but they're the key things. Yeah, that's amazing because I never really, I've never really kind of looked into the fitness side of it personally and myself too much I've only started working out myself and I've always had that notion in my head that you need to eat more calories if you're going to work out more so that's kind of surprising and nice to hear as well that it's all about it's the quality as opposed to the quantity of the food that you eat so that's really fascinating yeah it is completely and you know we put too much focus on, on calories and not really worrying about where those calories are coming from you know 100 calories of kale is a completely different nutrient profile to 100 calories from you know a chocolate biscuit you know so it's, it's looking at the source of the calories and what nutrients that those calories are giving you that's the key thing to, to consider and in, in regards to like people out there who might want to do their bit for the planet and kind of help their families also eat less uh, meat or animal products and they've got especially if they've got young kids who are who are used to maybe like kind of processed food how do you kind of get kids interested in vegetables you know because there's always the dreaded broccoli etc so like how do you avoid that I suppose I've been looking that my kids are vegan from birth so this was easy for me because that's all they know and you know they're, they're totally behind it and big vegan advocates and my little daughter's written a vegan wrap you know and things like that so they're, oh, they're, they're real uh, amazing little vegans but for people who are supposed to transitioning it is a little bit more challenging and um, if they're transitioning the, the family but there, there's many ways to do it and really you know that you can pretty much veganize any meal so if your kids are used to you know chicken nuggets and chips you can do corn nuggets and you know potato you know so it's about looking at what the meals are that they enjoy and seeing how you can veganize them, how you can remove the meat and replace um, with, with some plant protein. So that's probably the first way to start. I would say look at what you currently do so you're not completely changing everything for the family and see how you can veganize it. Um, and then, you know, gradually, it's really for me, I found, and, and I know many of the clients I work with, it's about engaging the kids and in, in involving them. You know, we do a little meal planning every Sunday and we'll sit down, you know, my kids were six and ten. And they'll contribute, you know, they'll tell me what they want for lunch, they'll make suggestions for dinner, and that way they're much more likely to eat it. Um, also, I get them involved in the prep, and there's lots of things kids can do no matter what age, there's always something um, they can do, and, you know, it's fantastic, it's payback now because I get pancakes in bed at the weekend, <laughs> and things like that as well, so teaching them how to cook and get involved, and that's a life skill, you know, they'll have forever, so it's really worth it, you know, it does take a little bit longer when they're helping out, but it's so worth the investment um, in time and them and their health as well. Yeah, of course, absolutely. And they're, they're obviously thriving. That's brilliant. If someone is, is trying to turn vegan and they don't really, like it's, it can be a lot of overwhelming. There's a lot of 
information out there. I know that you offer a few services and things to help people transition to plant-based or even you have a weight loss program. You've got a various things yourself that people can go to you about. Can you give us a bit of information on those kind of programs that you run? Sure, absolutely. I suppose the most popular thing that I do is an online program called Healthy, Fit and Vegan. And this is really um, a program to help people transition to a plant-based vegan diet um, or if they are vegan to transition to a healthy um, vegan diet and we also include fitness in there because it's, it's so key and um, for, for health as well so there's a, a fitness program in there and there's also a lot of work around mindset as well so it's really kind of a, a transform your, your health program really on every level and we get tremendous um, results from it from you know massive weight loss to you know becoming healthy vegan vegans to all kinds of benefits even for the children and, and the husbands as well you know and you've got lots of people posting and um, the benefits that it's having for the, the wider family but basically at the end of the program you know it's an eight-week program but you have lifetime access to all the recipes and programs and information in there and um, which is just overload really of information you've tons of stuff in there and i'm always adding to it but you you're, you're really have created a new lifestyle really and, and it's all about creating new habits and, and creating it so this becomes a lifestyle you know that you have a morning routine that you you know meal plan that you have healthy healthy foods you build up a stock of them that you exercise as part of your everyday that all this becomes just natural and part of what you do and you know I'm a busy working mom so everything is done and I've kind of taken all the shortcuts to help you so you know it's you know I've, I've done meal plans for you I've done recipes for you I've done exercise programs I've done videos you just follow along to it's just to make it as easy for people because we're all time starved so that's my kind of aim with it as well but basically at the end you're kind of transformed your lifestyle and it's just become a way of life then so it's not something oh you have to do or you know it's something you just want to do and it's just something that's part of your new uh, lifestyle now okay. so there's that and I do one-to-one -one coaching then as well for people who prefer kind of one-to-one -one approach and I do that um, mostly online now because I have clients from from all over and then I would do talks in workplaces and workshops on demand and bedfest and all those wonderful events that happen as well. Fabulous and are those it's that a uh, vegan program you were talking about is that all online? It's all online so it runs for eight weeks the next one is I usually do them January, May and September and but the program is open all year round and you have access to the materials all year round so that's the nice part so when I add new recipes or add new yoga videos or add new new podcasts or summit interviews or anything like that and um, it's just growing all the time in terms of resources and also I suppose for, for people who are interested in fully transition to a vegan um, diet as well I have loads of, of a vegan section there so there's vegan on the go, vegan families, vegan fitness, all these things we've talked about today I guess there's um, information in there on all of those topics then as well. That's brilliant. Yeah, there's, yeah, that's like the tip of the iceberg. I was having a look on your website earlier. There's so many different things that you offer and, and people can even just sign up for your newsletter as well and you'll send out kind of updates and recipe ideas and stuff. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm always, um, my website is alishbrosman.com and I'm always, um, you can sign up and get free green smoothie recipes to get you started today. <laughs> <laughs> Fabulous. Having two vegan kids, obviously vegans, there's, there's not as many plant-based or vegan people in Ireland as there will be kind of omnivores and how do you kind of approach situations if you say your kids go to like a birthday party and there's there's like cheesy pizza or something how do you approach them being faced by themselves in the outside world with food that they would be 
rightly so discouraged to eat for their health and the environment and the planet do they ever want to taste it themselves or how would you manage kind of those situations yeah the, the trickier one would be with, with, with sweets and treats and um, when, when it comes to, to meat absolutely neither of them would touch it they just they feel really passionate about you know animal rights and just don't they just don't get why we would kill animals for food when we have so much you know our, our pantry or our, our fridge is overflowing the whole time so they just don't understand that concept. So absolutely, they would never touch meat, nor dairy, I, I would think even. And then that may change as they grow a bit of where they are now at, at six and 10. Sweets can be a little more challenging for them because they see a little gummy bear, they see something that doesn't have the same connection to them, you know, in terms of back. Um, so I do educate them. I do, you know, feel what I feel is age-appropriate information for them so they understand and their decisions and they understand why I would be guiding them in a certain way. But for parties and things, what I find is actually not so bad anymore because there's so many different allergies out there and not allergies and different things that parents have become more aware. So, you know, if they're going somewhere, if they're invited on a play date, I'll, you know, give them a little snack bag to go with them. If they're invited to a party, I have slices of cake frozen in the, free, in the freezer <laughs> and they just take a little slice with them. And so they have their own cake, they don't feel left out. Um, but a lot of my friends now at this point, um, they would nearly, you know, bake a cake for them if they know they're coming, that kind of thing. But, you know, I suppose I have a very supportive circle of friends who were, through my influence, I suppose, become much more plant-based. They mightn't be fully vegan, but they would definitely be including a lot more plant-based foods in, in their diet so they don't see it as an issue. So there's little ways of, of, of managing it and, and really just always having some, some little snacks, you know, like in, in school they give out sweets which I don't agree with every Friday and um, so my little boy brings in his vegan marshmallows so it's just being a little prepared and, and having the alternatives there and it's, it's again for them it's it's amazing they found even vegan edible paper in the supermarket yesterday <laughs> your local little supermarket too with a big vegan symbol on it you know so for them this is a more and more treats you know before it would have been a little more restrictive in terms of what would be available for them but it's again yeah there's an abundance of options for them now as well so it's becoming easier absolutely um i was just going to to ask a little bit about when you changed 22 years ago i think you said to a vegan diet what was it that made the change for you it's funny because this was pre-social media and um i really didn't have a lot of information i had one little booklet from the vegan society in the uk that actually i think i recycled last year when i was doing a clear out which i I was sorry about afterwards because um, that's all I had and I suppose that raised awareness around you know the, I suppose obviously and the animal rights issues and environmental impact and the health impact and it just I think aside from the information it was more that it just felt right to me it really did and a lot of my decisions in life you know I would be just based on that just a gut feeling that this is the right thing to do and um, I've been vegetarian since I left home and um, 16 17 and um, then I, I was living in California at the time that I transitioned to a vegan diet and it just happened very gradually. I just gradually left out things and it was ice cream and muffins that were the last two things to go. And then once I found <laughs> vegan alternatives, I was like, woohoo! <laughs> and it's interesting because my, my husband, who I met, was transitioning at the same time independently. So it, it was great. We, uh, he was the only vegan I knew for the first 10 years. So it was great at least that we ha- I had that support and, and we had each other. It was fine when I was in California, but moving back to Ireland then, was a different story back then it was just you know people just had no idea <laughs> no idea what it meant you know it wasn't you know where do you get your protein back then it was like what do you eat they just couldn't comprehend food consisting of anything but meat potato and two veg so definitely it was interesting and it's, it's just phenomenal to witness the change it really is and um, just been fantastic you know over the last particularly the last five years it's just 
been phenomenal um, growth and interest in, in, in people transitioning, which is just wonderful to see. Yeah, I can only imagine what it would have been like those years ago, because I mean, I've only been vegan two and a half years myself. And there was one vegan restaurant that had just opened in Dublin and the free from ranges in the supermarkets were quite small. And now they're huge. There's like seven or so vegan restaurants in Dublin alone and takeaways and cheaper food, like everything from like the dirty greasy kind of transition foods to real healthy organic raw kind of cafes and everything and it's it's brilliant it's mind-boggling to see it is it's just super amazing i think back then we just had um cornucopia in dublin and we had the key co-op in cork so there'd be expeditions out um and actually we still like family still and um, my in-laws in, in california after we moved back to ireland and we used to visit them um, yearly and each each time we'd go, we'd bring a big empty suitcase just to stock up with food. Wow. <laughs> bring back brags, liquid aminos and all kinds of things you just could not get here. Gradually we noticed the size of the case reducing down until we don't need to bring bring anything back at all now, which is a fantastic. When did your, your kind of interest in psychology, because I know you've got like a, a range of qualifications across the board in plant-based nutrition and then psychology and, and fitness and how did the two kind of meld together? I suppose I've always had quite a holistic approach to health and, and but I, I came from a very sporting family and would have been quite competitive in athletics um, as I grew up and I had my primary degrees in sports science which is, was my passion and then I wanted to study nutrition so I went on and did a master's in health promotion looking at nutrition, stress management and exercise and I came out from that kind of feeling like yay I'm armed to change the world now and help everybody create healthy lifestyles but I found that um, not everybody wanted to change or was ready to change, even though they knew they should. So that's kind of spurred my interest, I guess, in health psychology. And that's what I went back to study my doctorate in, was to really understand health behavior and how to better help support people transition through change. So that was, that was the psychology side. And then I suppose the holistic kind of spiritual, emotional health, mental health, I've always had an interest in, in that area. And um, I find, you know, my mental health is something I need to work on continually. I see it like my physical fitness, you know, my mental fitness. And I don't think it's something we either kind of have or don't have necessarily. So that's why I invest a bit of time every morning in my morning routine and just making sure that I'm kind of feeling, feeling upbeat and positive and energetic and, and so on. But I know if I didn't do my practices, you know, that, that would be a little struggle for me. So it's really about, you know, inputting a little bit of time into keeping, you know, my nutrition ticking over, my exercise, my mindset, my spirituality, all that. And then it just kind of all comes together for me to help me, I suppose, live life to the fullest, which is what I try and support the people I work with to do as well. It's really inspiring to hear that any kind of interests you have in life, you can find a way to kind of work them all into like a way of living and your career and then bring it all together into one which is really cool to see it is it's fantastic I'm just so passionate about what I do I suppose and that's the thing I live it so and I just I get such a kick you know from supporting people you know I just had a lovely email yesterday from from a lady I, wor I worked with a year ago just giving me an update on how she how she's progressed and you know just so it's it just so fulfilling for me to see you know she was just saying how she just can't believe how far she's come you know in a year from where she was when she started out with me and just how her life has you know transformed and changed from you know it's been in such a negative dark place to to being you know just out there and, and just living life now like she should be so yeah that's what i just i i love to do and, and, and get real excited and passionate about 
Yeah, I can hear it. It's brilliant. I know that I'm going to have to let you go soon. Before I do that, have you got any kind of fitness? Is there any kind of races coming up that you're preparing for at the moment? Um, yeah, in May, just in a couple of months, I'm cycling from one end of Ireland to the other. So from Mizzenhead to Mellonhead. So that's going to be an interesting one. Oh, wow. Are you, is that a solo trip or is there a group of you? I'm doing this a charity ride. It's for the Irish guide dogs. So it'll be a group. It'll be wonderful. Um, I think for that kind of long distance I'd need, I'd need some company as the miles away. But uh, looking forward to it now. The weather hasn't been as great. It's been a bit more challenging for training for this this one. So I've been on the turbo in the sitting room on the stationary bike. So so getting out as, as much as I can though in the lovely outdoors too. Oh, that's yeah. amazing. That'll be a fair trip. And do you know how long it's going to take roughly? It'll be over a number of days, um, so yeah, it'll be, it'll be it'll be a challenge for sure because it's long, you know, long distances. You're not getting a break any day because you're you know back on the bike the next day and the next day. Um, but it'll be fun. You know, I usually set myself kind of two or three challenges every year, so um, that's the first of them this year, and uh, I have a few others then coming up later in the summer as well. So. Oh, fabulous. Well, best of luck with it. Thank you so much for your time, Dr. Brodson. I will link the links to your website and some various programs into the show notes so listeners will be able to find them easily enough. And it's so good to hear that there's someone who's been vegan for over two decades and they're not malnourished, wasting away, <laughs> lacking protein. So it's always good to find people out there. No problem. The kids are still alive. <laughs> That's brilliant. Thank you so much, Dr. Brodson. And hopefully, sure, I'll see you at one of VegFest talks again. Perfect. Thanks so much for having me on. We do appreciate that. Okie doke. There you are. That was Ailish. I hope you guys enjoyed. Now, I know you've gotten a double wham of episodes this week, so I won't keep you too long. Please don't forget to like, subscribe, share, leave a review, all that luck. And I have a Patreon.com. If you want to financially support the podcast, that would be amazing. Patreon.com forward slash Book of Leaves. If you want to contribute a euro or two or whichever a month, it would be hugely appreciated. And as always, all of Ailish's links and anything she mentioned is all in the show notes so check those out and check out the website as well bookofleavespodcast.com thank you so much guys I will see you in two weeks time for another book of leaves podcast where we interview someone all about sustainable living and take a leaf from their book and next week this is a surprise I can't wait to share it with you talk to you then guys bye